0: The 49ers lost a golden opportunity on Thursday night as they lost to the Tennessee Titans 20-17 to and all of a sudden the 49ers playoff hopes looked a little muddy but... After the Miami Dolphins win over the New Orleans Saints on Monday night, the 49ers are back to controlling their own destiny to make the postseason. On this episode of the 49 Away Podcast, we will recap the 49ers-Titans matchup on Thursday night. Look ahead to the 49ers' final two games against the Texans and Rams. See what where the 49ers' hopes line up, who we need to lose, who do the 49ers need help with is Trey Lance going to be starting for the next two games we're going to break it all down on this episode of the 49 away podcast and of course don't forget to give the 49 away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis what's kicking faithful and welcome back to another episode of the 49 away podcast Jay Sahoda, Zach Chevy and of course don't forget to give the 49er way of follow on Instagram at the 49er way and Twitter at the 49er way underscore as well for more Niners news and analysis. What a last four days this has been for the 49ers. Of course, we will go and recap Thursday the night's game against the Tennessee Titans. That was a wild one. A lot of stuff going on there. We'll recap that one. And now it appears we may have just lost Jimmy Garoppolo, for the remainder of the season. And when I talk season, I know there's only two games left in the regular season, but with this injury, it could mean more than that. So has Jimmy G played his last game in a 49er uniform? We'll talk about that as well. And of course, Trey Lance, there is just so, there's so much to talk about. I mean, at first the Titans game was enough in itself, but now you got the quarterback situation, the 49ers playoff situation. Chevy, we have a lot to talk about my guy. I don't even know where to start.
1: Yeah, man, we definitely got a lot to talk about. It was a close game between the Titans and the Niners on Thursday. There was a lot of questions, especially for Jimmy G, because he didn't look that great. But a lot of those questions have been answered with the thumb injury that we saw probably happen midway through the game on one of the sacks uh, that happened to Jimmy G. Looked like he he came up and was favoring his thumb. So uh, that was probably when the injury occurred. But yeah, it's I don't know where to begin, my guy. It's just Jimmy G's loss is huge, but it's not really shocking that Jimmy G's end of his career with the Niners is due to an injury, which has kind of been the theme with Jimmy G through his tenure with the Niners.
0: Not surprised at all, honestly. Like, If this is how it ends, of course, we're not going to know for sure until maybe tomorrow or Thursday. Um, I don't know if Garoppolo is going to try and gut this thing out or You know, I think really the most realistic scenario as to what could happen is if the Niners do end up making the postseason, Garoppolo tries his best to gut it out and start on wildcard weekend. That's the only way I see this being possible because there's no point in... First of all, the Niners have to get into the playoffs. And I do think right now, there's no point in putting Jimmy Garoppolo out there with the way he's throwing the football. No point in doing that. So that's probably the only realistic realistic thing that could potentially happen if garoppolo comes back but then the thing is if trey lance plays well in these next two weeks what's the point in going back in time like there's there's no point in that but we'll we'll get all into that and all the different scenarios and stuff um that are gonna happen because geez there's a handful but let's let's go back to thursday night let's talk about this titans matchup the titans won this game 20 to 17 is a game that early looked like It was all going the 49ers way. They led 10-0 at halftime. Defense was playing solid. The offense was looking great. And then, yeah, as as you alluded to, the play where Danico Autry thought we were in WWE SmackDown instead of the NFL (laughs) football. This guy, it's funny because once that play happened, I, I had a feeling Garoppolo got hurt. I didn't know where it was or where he got hurt, but I can tell Garoppolo got up and kind of grimaced, but then I kind of just forgot about it because he came back in and played the rest of the game. But now that I know that that play is where he got hurt, makes a ton of sense now going into this one. But, I mean, isn't it, how, isn't it ironic how all of this kind of came into play after how the way that Twitter treated Jimmy Garoppolo over this past weekend was something else? And I'm going to get to that in a little bit too. But this is a game the Niners should have had. And, it, and it's unfortunate, even with Garoppolo's injury, this is a game they should have had. They let it get away. And I know there are some things that are not even Garoppolo's fault that I know you pointed out that I think you want to get to as well, that cost the Niners this game.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I I do think Jimmy G was a big part of this game and maybe a reason why we did end up lose this game. But uh, it wasn't necessarily all Jimmy G. You know, we've talked about the secondary for uh, this entire season. It's been a problem this entire season. And A.J. Brown comes back from injury and dominates the Niners with 11 receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown. And I think the big, you know, turning point in this game wasn't the Jimmy G-Aaron pass that Kyle like to use check or the uh, interception in the end zone. I think the big play was it was, I think, third down. It it was uh, almost the end of the third, and the Niners jump offside. You know that they're just trying to, like, get it down, wind the clock down, and they're not going to run a play. But you jump offside. And what happens when they jump offside? It's a free play. He looks for A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown makes this 47-yard catch, gets them in the red zone, and they ended up, you know, scoring a touchdown on that drive, and it really swung the momentum for the Titans over the Niners so it's really uncharacteristic plays like that that kind of switch the momentum now I'm not saying Jimmy G isn't as fault yes we know the injury now makes it you know maybe a bit better you know he was playing hurt and stuff like that and that's why he was making those errant throws but yeah Jimmy G had to be better that game and you know if he is injured maybe you have to put in Lance there in that situation because it, we just we needed to score, we needed to win, and we couldn't come ahead of this team.
0: That's my thing too, and that's what a lot of people have kind of pointed out as well, is if, is if you knew that Garoppolo was hurt, why wouldn't you have made the switch then and there? But who knows what happened on that sideline. Maybe Jimmy was like, "Now I'm good. Or the doctors didn't really initially see anything too wrong with it. They just thought it was a sprain or whatever, and then he just battled it out. I'm not so sure what the hell happened there, but yeah, it definitely cost us because Garoppolo couldn't throw the football, and it was very evident that he could not throw the football in that situation. Having said that, we only lost by a field goal. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like that. That's my thing. How, yeah. How catastrophic our fan base can get, and it yes, it's annoying as hell, but they're acting like it's the end of the world. Oh, Garoppolo, you cost us the game, and we want Lance and blah, blah, blah. Guys, we lost by a field goal. Like You guys are acting like we got killed. Like, we're not a bad football team. I I saw some tweets out there that were like, the Niners maybe just aren't that good, whatever. No, what happened here is the Niners handed this, which I also saw multiple people also say this as well, which is true. This is what happened. The Niners handed the Tennessee Titans a win on a silver platter. That is what happened. The Niners had multiple chances to put them away, and they didn't. And the other reality of the situation is, yes, guys, not just 49er fans, the NFL world as a whole, the Tennessee Titans are good. I don't understand what people okay. don't get. Yes, they don't have Derrick Henry. Right now, If Henry beats, this might be a different story, but the Tennessee Titans are a good football team. They're not just 10-5 and five because of a fluke. They were a good football team, and we knew—I knew it was—we all knew it was going to be a game like this. I was going to be physical, down to the wire type game. The Niners weren't good. The penalties weren't good. They turned the ball over. We didn't get any turnovers. That's why the Niners didn't win this football game. But again, the Niners made those mistakes and still only lost at the buzzer. And it came down to a Ryan Tannehill. What was it like a twenty-yard run at the end of the game to set them up in field? Like you know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. The game that I know I said this in my in my post game post on Instagram and Twitter as well. I said this game was almost identical, at least in my opinion, to the Baltimore game in 2019. Same score line, similar game, right? Similar team, physical, run the football type type game. And, and that's exactly what this was. And and going back to your point about that third down play, it was third and twenty-three on the Tennessee twenty-eight. And it was the final play of the third quarter. And it just, yeah, that was awful. That that offside was absolutely awful. If they don't get that, that's a three and out. And maybe and the and the Titans ended up scoring on that drive too to make that even worse. But that that play was horrible. You got to be disciplined, and that just you know at the end of the day, it is what it is for the Niners. But and the other thing too is you mentioned AJ Brown. AJ Brown went off, and I guess I I can at least sit here and say yes. I may have I may have jinxed that performance. My apologies. <laughs> I did say last week that. Ambry Thomas was only giving up explosive plays and hasn't allowed a wide receiver to go crazy. But the thing is, AJ Brown didn't just go crazy on Ambry Thomas. He went crazy on the entire secondary. It was everybody. Ambry Thomas, by the way, deserves a shout out. This guy went out there and balled out. Ambry Thomas was awesome. And I'm proud of him for going out there. That's a tough matchup. And it's not like Ambry Thomas got, got destroyed by AJ Brown. Josh Norman got equally destroyed by AJ Brown. So It's a collective thing. I think our secondary got exposed again, like, like that's a surprise to some people. It's not a surprise. Tennessee found our weakness and they beat us. Good. I would expect that to happen. We just didn't make the adjustment. A lot of people were saying, why don't you double AJ Brown? I absolutely agree. I don't know why we did not double AJ Brown at any point in time, but, You know, it it is what it is at the end of the day. Like the good news is Miami beat the Saints last night, twenty to three. So the Niners now control their own destiny to make the postseason again. But I don't know. I I just I can't really wrap my head around how why people are so mad at this game. Yes, it was a golden opportunity. I totally understand that Garoppolo needs to take care of the ball, but now we don't have Jimmy Garoppolo. So now it's going to be interesting to see what happens down the stretch here. With is it's more I'm I'm going to assume Trey Lance starts on Sunday against Houston.
1: Oh, yeah. Trey Lance is definitely going to start on Sunday against Houston. You know, I I think I agree with your point. I don't understand why we didn't double team AJ Brown, especially when Julio, you know, played basically one snap or a couple snaps at this game. And was kind of a non-factor to this game. AJ Brown's their only target. Like Nick Westbrook, Ak- Akini is not going to do anything to us. Anthony Furkser is not going to do anything to us. It's AJ Brown that they're looking for every time for the big play. I just don't understand why you didn't double team him or at least give Norman or Thomas help uh because on on that uh third down that uh or sorry yeah, the third down at the end of the third quarter that we jumped offside at Ambry Thomas made a good play, but you you just can't one-on-one A.J. Brown like that. He's just so much stronger physically that he can get up there, grab the ball, and just knock you down because he's such a beast of a human being. But uh, someone I wanted to highlight, especially on offense, someone who really hasn't been uh, doing much on the receiving end, but has been, you know, our weapon all year, Debo Samuel, man, nine receptions for 159 yards. He was back to being wide receiver one for this team, especially because, you know, Kittle, they, they kind of shied away from Kittle after the interception in the end zone, which I don't understand why because Kittle was – your main guy for the first half of the game, and was really working for the Niners. Yes, you threw that pick in the end zone, and I can understand why you may want to shy away from George a bit because maybe they're double covering him or stuff like that. But George Kittle is one of your best receiving options. I don't understand why they didn't use him more. And in general, maybe it was because Jimmy G was injured, and you know he he wasn't confident in his uh, progressions and his throw to uh, George, but. I I don't know, man. I I just expected so much more from this game, especially after the start we had. It was just all downhill from there. And that last drive, that field goal, it was a close game, but it shouldn't have been a close game. That's what really bothers me. It shouldn't have been a close game. Our secondary started off playing well. The defensive line played well the entire time. Ebu Cam with one and a half sacks. You know, Contavious Street had a sack. Jordan Willis had a sack. The line was going crazy. Aziz Alshire was playing well until he got injured injuries man it's really killing us but yeah trey lance is most likely going to start against the texans next week and that's not necessarily a bad thing you know his second start in the nfl shanahan saying his last month has been his most consistent month at practice which is good to hear and to get him started against the texans isn't necessarily a bad team yes the texans beat the chargers last week and what was a shock to probably the entire football world
0: but the entire the world aren't agri- Yeah. Not even the football world, world. the world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Herbert did not look good last week against the Texans and Davis Mills looked like a veteran quarterback out there. So yeah, the Texans, they're they're still not a good team, whether they beat the Chargers or not, they're not a good team. So that is the team you want Trey Lance to get the start against, especially if he may have to play week 18 against the Rams or potentially the playoffs if we make it. So I'm kind of glad that Lance is getting the start here to see what he can do. And it's also a meaningful game Winning, you're in, basically. And, and, you know, playing in those meaningful games really helps development. You know, it, it's, it, if you're a 2-10 team and your starting quarterback is your rookie quarterback and, you know, you're trying to get him reps, sure, that helps and everything. But it, it's nothing compared to a meaningful game. Because meaningful games is what you play for in football, in in any sport, man. And, And that's how you get the experience. That's how you get the motivation and the drive. So I'm very excited to see what Trey Lance can do uh, versus the Texans. And, you know, he's going to get the full week to be the uh, number one quarterback in practice. They're going to draw up plays, probably draw up some run designs for him, which I'm excited to see how the run game elevates with him there. And, and to see if, you know, he can get some of the deep balls, because that's something that Jimmy G, you know, has always shied away from. He's, he's that quick, accurate, you know, short distance kind of guy, but he's not really that long bomb kind of guy that Trey Lance maybe could be. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see how the offense is potentially elevated with Trey Lance in there. Another thing to be aware of is Trey Lance is going to make mistakes next week. He is a rookie. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. So I don't want to hear Twitter, you know, going off on Trey Lance. He's a bust and stuff like that. It's his second NFL start. His first NFL start was only because Jimmy G was injured as well against the Cardinals. So, Give Trey some slack, but he's going to make some nice, play, uh, nice plays, and I'm excited to see how the offense is elevated with him in there. And Elijah Mitchell may be back, which means the run game is going to get even stronger with Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell, and you know Debo may get a couple carries too. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited for next week because we haven't been able to see what Trey Lance can do, and there's really kind of an unknown about Trey Lance in this Niners offense and what he can bring to it. So it, it's going to be an exciting week.
0: No, no doubt about it. Now I'll get to my thoughts on on Lance in a second. I'm gonna go back to the Titans game to, you know, go on some of your thoughts here. And I'll start with the fact that you mentioned that yeah, the defense was great. The defense played really well for majority of the game. It really, if you had to pick one flaw, it's just AJ Brown. But that's the thing is this D line was very good, but it only took one play, man. If you'd like, you gotta know it's not. It is on D'Amico, Ryan's, and Chris Caseric, no doubt to tell your guys to don't jump. But it's also as your as yourself, as a defensive lineman, to look up at the clock and say, guys, look, th- the clock is ending. This is the final play of the third quarter. There's like nine seconds left. Don't jump. Like, you know they're not going to run a play. Do not jump. They're not going to run a play. And yet, you still jumped even when they ran the play. That's my thing is all it takes is one play. And that one play was A huge mistake in this football game. So that's my only thing with the defensive line. But as for the secondary, yeah, you're you're giving A.J. Brown so much space. Like, they're playing so soft. And at this point, like you just said, Julio Jones had one catch for seven yards in this game. At this point, Julio Jones is just a decoy for the Tennessee Titans. He's just there. Like, he hasn't made an impact all season. I know he's been injured here and there, but, like, he hasn't done anything for this Titans team. At this point, Julio Jones is there, and people only care about him because of his name. Like, oh, my God, they have Julio Jones going to do something. Now he's literally just there as a decoy. He hasn't, done, he hasn't done anything. But then you got A.J. Brown, who's got 11 catches, 145 yards. A.J. Brown's no joke. This guy is, when he's healthy, one of the top receivers in the league, and he lit us up because we just gave him too much space. But it is what it is. You can't. Discipline. You can't turn the ball overs, and we we've got to force some turnovers, and we didn't. And the Titans had they're missing three offensive linemen in that game. We got to do better in that regard. I don't blame you, and I don't blame a lot of the Niner fan base for being upset at this one. This is one we most definitely should have had, but there's quite a few games we should have had. Like I, the Seahawks game was very similar too. The Niners played very well. They didn't even have Debo Samuel, and they played very well. But Garoppolo turned the ball over twice. There you go. That's not going to help you win football games right there. Penalties, defense, I- I've been talking about that forever. They're going to kill you every time, but it is what it is. But having said that, of course, now the Niners still have a decent shot at making the playoffs thanks to the Miami Dolphins, which I want to shout out. Thank you, Miami Dolphins, Tua, Waddle, all you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much for the help. That was that was awesome. I know the Saints were down to like their seventh-string quarterback. and yeah, I Thank get you, they Ian were- Buck. And honest, honestly, I mean, hey, I'm not saying nothing about Ian Buckley. We, we still need this, We still need the Saints to lose again. So I'm not yes, saying nothing about true. the Saints. The Saints are still a, a really scary, sketchy team. Any team that's led by Sean Payton, I'm scared of. And the fact that we need Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers who look like hot garbage for five weeks to win, that scares me. But the Dolphins did what they needed to. And honestly, they've been an amazing story all year. What is a seven, seven straight, eight straight? Unbelievable from being one and seven. Good luck to you guys. Hope you guys make the playoffs on the AFC side. And thanks for helping us out. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to Brian Flores and crew. Needed to get that out the way because that's much deserved.
1: Yeah. the Dolphins are the only team in NFL history to have a seven-game losing streak Correct. and then a seven-game winning streak, which is extremely wild. Uh, just to quickly touch on your point on the third down and how you know you could have seen the seconds on the clock. As you said, it was a third and twenty-three or third and yeah. twenty-eight.
0: Third even and twenty-three.
1: If, yeah. Even if you you don't know, it's like the however many seconds on the clock. Why are you jumping offside? You don't need to get that jump on when it's third and twenty-eight. You just need to get the stop. Right. And you don't need to jump offside. Whether you know it's the end of the third quarter or not, just, just don't jump. There was no need to jump. It, it it just frustrates me, man. It's undisciplined plays like that that changed the momentum and lost us the game.
0: Yeah, it's it's situational football. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. you you gotta know better. And the Niners just didn't know better in that point. You can just tell like the game kind of just derailed as like very gradually. And you can kind of see that in the second half. And even though we made a comeback and to your point about Debo Samuel, I mean, good God, like wh- where in the hell would we be if it weren't for one nine? Like, I honestly have no idea where the hell this team would be without Debo Samuel. He is the first 49er wide receiver to make the pro bowl since T O back in. I don't even know when that was way back in the early two thousands. It's been forever. Since the 49ers have had a Pro Bowl wide receiver, wide receiver, running back. I don't even care what you want to call him. Call him a, a what the hell do we call a use check? We call him a, a secret weapon or something like that. Might as well just call Debo that as well. Swiss Army knife. That's what we call But Debo's basically a secret weapon. Like you now don't know what he's going to do. And what this offense could do now with Trey Lance, Trey is dynamic with his arm and his legs. You, you mentioned Eli Mitchell might be coming back this week. Debo Samuel's back there. Jeff Wilson's running the ball well. This run game could be absolutely filthy this week. I'm excited to see it. But now let's go to Jimmy and Trey here. And you, and you talked a little bit about here. I look at this in two ways. One, I know everyone's already like posting their, you know, swan song to Jimmy G and say, that's it. Uh, you know, thank you for your time. Look, I'm not saying nothing about all that until Garoppolo is officially dealt somewhere else, right? Until that trade is is set in stone, Jim, then I will give my tribute to Jimmy Garoppolo. Because as far as I'm concerned, Jimmy may start another game. He may not start another game. He might. We don't know, right? So I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm expecting Trey Lance to be the guy from here on out, but you, you just don't know, right, what's going to happen. So I'm not saying anything about Garoppolo, you know, until he's actually officially dealt. But I do feel like the Niners Super Bowl hopes took a hit here. And saying that. And I know at the Tennessee game, everyone, I mean, it took a hit anyways. Even if Jimmy was healthy, I mean I don't know how confident a lot of us are in making the Super Bowl after that loss to Tennessee. But before the Tennessee game, I don't know, I don't know about everyone else, but I was starting to believe a little bit that you know, maybe we could make a run here, maybe at least at the to champ- the NFC championship game. but I, I had a, I had that feeling that with the way that we were playing, and again, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, we didn't play very good Thursday night and we only lost at the buzzer to Tennessee, who's a very good football team. So uh, that's my only thing. Without Garoppolo, I, I do think our Super Bowl chances take a massive hit here. And I know Garoppolo is a little whatever, but again, he was playing like that on an injured thumb. So there's a bit, of a, a bit of a reason which makes a lot of sense here because Garoppolo was on a roll before that. Like, I don't know if people can oh, Garoppolo's inconsistent, Garoppolo's this. People will throw out any excuse in the book to pounce on Jimmy Garoppolo. Listen, we were, we were struggling really hard at the beginning here. Jimmy was, on, was flawless. He threw, like, one, one interception in, like, what? The last, like, six wins that we've had, except for the Vikings game. The Seahawks game turned the ball over twice. We lost that game. Okay, great. He turned the ball over here. He was injured, which explains a lot of it. Yes, Jimmy didn't play good. But, like, again, I just don't understand the the Jimmy G hate on Twitter. I don't. I don't get it. Like, I get it. He wasn't great. Okay, and what's your point? Like, people got to relax. And I, I just got to say this here. If Trey Lance does not play great, and you you just said it too, expect Trey Lance to struggle a little bit. It's only his second career start. Expect him to not be perfect. But if Trey Lance struggles, I don't want to hear jack shit on Twitter. I don't. I do not want to hear anything about that because y'all literally are done with Jimmy Garoppolo, and he got us to this point. I don't want to hear nothing about Trey Lance. I think it's ridiculous. I don't know about you, Chevy, but I think I get it. Garoppolo's not. You know, Garoppolo's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Russell Wilson. Not. Aaron R- I get that, but. Jimmy G has done a lot for us and he doesn't deserve that kind of hate. And I understand he didn't play good against Tennessee. He did not. I'm not making an excuse for that, but people just got to chillax a little bit.
1: Yeah. You know, I was seeing all the stuff on uh Sunday or Thursday and leading up to Sunday. It was you know, all right? weekend. Oh yeah. All weekend about how the Niners have a Super Bowl team. If only they had a, not a mid quarterback, you know, and all that stuff. And you know, the Jimmy G slander, it's been going on for way too long. And you, Yeah, the injury, you know, it kind of shut those people up, which is kind of nice to be like, oh, maybe it wasn't Jimmy G. Maybe he was injured, and that's the reason why uh, he sucked on Thursday night because plain and simple, he sucked on Thursday night. But, uh, yeah, as you said, let's let's calm down on our expectations for Trey Lance. Yes, it's an easy team in the Texans, but they've been on a bit of a roll. You don't want to necessarily put everything on Trey Lance right now. Uh, it, it's kind of a shitty situation for the Niners. You know, you're in the playoff hunt. You're, hope, you're playoff hopeful. You know, if you get there, you think maybe you can succeed. And then your quarterback, the guy you've been, who's been your quarterback for the last three, four years, it gets injured. Just like almost every year other than 2019, Jimmy G is injured. So, uh, yeah, I, I can understand the frustrations with Jimmy G and understand wanting to move on. And that is why we traded so much to trade up and get uh exactly you know yeah we we knew jimmy g wasn't the answer long term we knew we had to get a better solution someone who would stay healthy and someone who would elevate this offense and that is what we're hopeful trey lance will be so yeah it's the last two games of the season they're meaningful games they're great experience for trey lance but if he doesn't perform he doesn't perform you can't really ask for much else you know Hopefully that hopefully Shanahan and the rest of the team can can be strong enough to win even if Trey Lance isn't playing his best. But uh, yeah, it, it's all meaningful games and experience. And as you said, the, the 49ers chances in the playoffs uh, instantly decrease when Trey Lance is a starter over Jimmy G because of that lack of experience and the unknown factor of what Trey Lance can do. Sure, if Trey Lance comes out there and is the second coming of Patrick Mahomes and, and he's like that, then yeah, we have a chance at the postseason and who knows, maybe we do win because there's that lack of tape on Trey Lance and and that uncertainty of what he's going to do because he's a rookie and no one's really seen it. So yeah, you can look at that at both spectrums, but we should really have low expectations for Trey Lance these next two games. And if we get into the playoffs, it's a bonus. If we win a playoff game, it's an extra bonus, just that more experience to get to Trey Lance. As we said, Jimmy G most likely is not going to be a Niner after the season, whether we trade him or release him or whatever we do. This is probably his last season as a Niner. Whether it's his last game as a Niner depends on the injuries and if we make the playoffs and whatnot. But uh, yeah, this is the reason why we got Trey Lance because of all the injuries Jimmy has. So Jimmy G or Trey Lance has just got to stay healthy and you know take these next games as experience and go into next season. You know, with that experience in hand and hopefully a full off season will uh, help him get ready and come back and maybe this Niners team goes on a run next year because Trey Lance now has that experience in those meaningful playoff games.
0: Absolutely. That's that's what I look at too is I I am excited for Trey Lance. Like I'm I'm a little discouraged and hurt because yes, with Garoppolo there is belief there that, yes, we could have gone as far as the Super Bowl. When Garoppolo's not there, like, what? Like let's be real. Yes, we know what Trey Lance can do. We know what his potential is. We know what his potential with this supporting cast, with Kyle Shanahan. Yes, I think we all understand. That. That's why we're all excited about him. But right now, what do we actually know about Trey Lance? Like, little to nothing. We don't know anything about him. Could that be a good thing? Absolutely. Because teams don't know how the hell to play to to game plan for him. That's that's probably, if I'm being completely honest, that's probably why Kyle Shanahan downplayed the injury. Because he was like, Jimmy G may have a shot to play on Sunday. Obviously, you're going to go ahead and say that if you're the head coach, because you want Houston to try and prepare for Lance and Garoppolo, who are two completely different styles. You want to do that. That would be my theory as to why Shanahan downplayed it so much. But, like, at the end of the day, Lance's going to go out there. He's going to do his best. This is a great experience. That's the way that I see it. Like I said, the reason why I'm, I'm upset about it is because, yes, Garoppolo's done. That means that means we're, we're probably not making the Super Bowl this year. And even if Garoppolo was there, I don't know how much I had belief in it, but I had a whole lot more belief with Jimmy under center than Trey, who's had one NFL start and hardly played all of last year in college. And now he's got a football game, a, a meaningful football game. Yes, against a garbage team in Houston, which is perfect. This is a way better matchup than Week Five on the road against the undefeated Cardinals at home against the Houston Texans. Even though they beat up a really, really, really good Justin Herbert on Sunday, this is a much better matchup for Trey Lance against Houston. But I mean, I mean, how about Trey Lance to start his career? A eh? Week Five. All right, Trey, your NFL debut, you got to go on the road at Arizona, who's unbeaten, against J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Go, Trey. Here's your NFL debut. Second career start. All right, Trey, we got a playoff uh, berth on the line. Go out there and get a win. Like, what a way to start your career if you're Trey Lance, eh?
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, you don't get drafted third overall and not have those expectations going in there. He knows what he has to do. He has to perform, and it's going to be it's gonna be a tough matchup with the Texans. Yes, they're 4-11, and but they're on a two-game win streak, I'm pretty sure. They beat uh, the Chargers last week, and I'm pretty sure they beat the Jaguars the week before. They've been getting some uh, good offense, especially from Rex Burkhead. I'm pretty sure he had an explosive week this week and a good week last week, was recently signed to the team. And... Brandon Cooks is nothing to be, uh, you know, you should be concerned about Brandon Cooks. The the man is consistent. He always gets those yards. You know, he may not get the touchdowns. But with Davis Mills and Rex Burkhead and Brandon Cooks out there, it's not necessarily a given against this Texans team. Yes, it's much better to face the Texans than almost any other team in the NFL right now. But uh, I, I don't know, I, I'm still a bit concerned about our matchup next week, not necessarily looking at the playoffs or Week 18 against the Rams. we got to focus one week at a time, especially with Trey Lance in there. Hopefully this pra- these practice reps will help, and hopefully he comes out and looks like an improved quarterback. He looks like the guy that Shanahan and Lynch envisioned when they drafted him third overall next year. We're really putting all our eggs in the Trey Lance basket, which I mean, we did that the moment we pulled the trigger on the trade, but it's finally time to see what Trey Lance can do. And, and I'm really excited to see how this impacts the Niners future. And it, these last couple of games are really an audition for next year to see what's going to happen, how he's going to do what he needs to improve on. And then he's going to have that whole off, off to get more comfortable with the offense, Really, we're going to rely on him as the number one guy. So he knows going into next season, he is going to be the number one guy. So I'm really excited to see what Trey Lance is this week, see the mistakes he's going to make and how we can fix them, as long as they're fixable mistakes. You know, if he's going out there and just throwing bombs, pitting picks left, right, and center, I'm I'm going to be a bit concerned. But I don't know. It's going to be an exciting matchup next week. A lot of uncertainties. Uh, Going into the next week, but I'm excited for next week's podcast to talk about uh, what Trey Lance is and what the future of this Niners team could be.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And and then I am looking forward to this. Like, don't get me wrong. Am I upset about Garoppolo? Absolutely. But I'm really excited to watch Trey Lance because he is our future. Like you said, audition. I would say more of sneak peek because this isn't really an audition because it's it is Trey's job. Right, no one, no one else is walking out the door unless miraculously we trade for like Aaron Rodgers or for a one-year thing. Okay, but I doubt that. I think Trey Lance is probably where you want to go in this situation, especially when you look financially. That's where it's going to look. So I'd say sneak peek would be the better term to describe this, to say this is a look into the future. Obviously, we knew Trey Lance was going to be the quarterback of 2022. Well, literally and figuratively, he's going to be the quarterback in 2022 by starting the first game on January 2nd, 2022. But you're right. The Texans, I mean, let's be real, man. We've seen the Jaguars beat the Bills. We've seen the Broncos beat the Cowboys. We've seen the Lions beat the Cardinals. We see how the Texans beat the Chargers. You can't look past any team in this league. You can't. And that's a matter of the fact. And Trey Lance is only a second career start. Davis Mills is not bad man he's not a bad quarterback he leads the rookie, he leads all rook all rookies this year in 300 plus yard games he is the second most passing yards in games among rookies he has the h- highest red zone passer rating this season Davis Mills is actually not that bad but like come on man let's not let's not joke around the Niners this is a game we should win like this is a game we should win even with Trey Lance starting this is a game we should win. maybe not as handedly as i thought before this is a game i thought Honestly, my whole initial thought in this was that we were going to blow out the Texans and Trey Lance was going to end up getting some reps in the second half anyways. I wanted this to be a game where Trey was starting in the first place, and it happened. So we're going to see what happens. I'm excited to watch Trey play. I am. I didn't get a chance to watch him properly in week five against the Cardinals. I missed some of that game. This one, I'll actually be able to watch from beginning to end. I'm looking forward to this and see what Trey Lance does. But I think I, I think you'd, you'd probably agree with me in the sense that In order for this to work this season, specifically, because Trey is so raw and new, if in order for the Niners to try and make a little bit of a run here, Shanahan is going to need to be great. Like, he is going to need to put on his best head coaching, play-calling performance of all time in these next few games. Let's just get us into the playoffs. But if we win a playoff game, honestly, if we just win one playoff game with Trey Lance, I'm applauding Kyle Shanahan the entire time. I'm like, this, this, like it it would need to be an amazing game plan, which Kyle Shanahan, we've seen him do it before. So I I know he can do it. On top of that, you need to have a really good supporting cast. We've got one of, if not the best left tackle in all of football and Trent Williams being your bodyguard. I think you're going to do pretty good with that. Your left side's looking pretty good. When I look at the Niners offense, if I'm like, hmm, if there is one liability that worries me with Trey Lance starting, it's Tom Compton. And let's be honest, with Jimmy starting, it's probably the same thing. But here's what's even better. Trey Lance has the athletic ability to move out of the pocket and pick up 10, whether Jimmy just stands there, doesn't throw it away, and we lose 10 yards because of a sack. So maybe it's actually a good thing. On top of that, then you got Debo, Kittle, Juice, Ayuk, Jawan Jennings. All these guys who are balling out right now, just get get the ball to your playmakers. Like, that's it. Now, mind you, I didn't even mention Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson in the run game. Get the ball to your playmakers. Take the load off of Trey Lance's shoulders. That's how this is going to work for the 49ers with Trey Lance under center. Get the ball to your playmakers. Get the ball to Debo. Get the ball to Kittle. Trey Lance is going to be good to go.
1: Yeah, I'm not even going to go as far as you and say that, you know, I'd be shocked and excited if the Niners win a playoff game. I'd be shocked and excited if the Niners make the playoffs, you know. Right. Losing your losing your starting quarterback's tough, man, and even if we beat the Texans, we're not necessarily in. If the Panthers win and we beat the Texans, we are in. But if they don't and we go against the Rams next week, the Rams are definitely going to be fighting for a chance to get the division title because the Cardinals have not looked good the last couple weeks. Losing to the Colts and the Lions. And, Talk about uh, the a fall from grace. Yeah. yeah, they're falling like anything right now. And the Rams are going to sneak in there and they may take the division. So I think the next two weeks are going to be, you know, a very, very, very big challenge for Shanahan and the Niners and Trey Lance. And even if you do beat the Texans, I'm not so confident against the Rams. Sure, Shanahan has beat the Rams. I'm pretty sure what every single game in his career is something like that. He, he dominates the Rams. But when you get Trey Lance in there in his third NFL game, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not as confident that we're going to make the playoffs just because of the uncertainty of Trey Lance. So if we do make the playoffs, I'm cheering. I'm excited. I can't believe it. And I'm excited for the future of this team, whether we win a playoff game or not. Uh, it's just an added bonus in my eyes. You know, if we go far in the playoffs with Trey Lance, oh baby, no one's going to hear the end of it from Niners fans about how Trey Lance is the best quarterback ever and stuff like that and blah, 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 because I'll even be saying it if we, you know, make a deep playoff run with Trey Lance. So yeah, these next couple of weeks are more of excitement for me uh, than disappointment when I heard Jimmy G's going down.
0: No, no doubt. And you know what? That's fair. You are, com- you are definitely right about that. If the Niners make the playoffs with Trey Lance, at quarterback, I, th- that, that's an impressive thing from Kyle Shannon. You're right about that. You're right about that. I, I sh- shouldn't have gone too far in that regard because let's be real. The Niners have had little to no success at quarterback without Jimmy Garoppolo. So mm-hmm. I think in that regard, you, you are definitely right about that. Just getting into the playoffs without Garoppolo would be something else. So. We'll see if the Niners can do it. Like, I again, I'm not trying to look past any opponent here. The, when I look at the Texans, I just think that we're a good enough team that we were expected to win. I don't think this game is going to be a blowout anymore. I could say I'm expecting Lance to throw a pick in this one and get, you know, take a little bit of time to get going. But I do expect our team to be our superstars Bosa, Warner, Jimmy Ward, our defense to kind of rally around this game and help Trey Lance. Same thing with the Cardinals game. The defense played awesome. They kept us in that game. That was the you know back when the Cardinals were actually rolling. I don't know what the hell happened to them in the last month, but everything prior to that, the Cardinals' offense was on a roll, and this Niners' defense stifled them, to only seventeen points with Kyler and D Hop. The Niners' defense was able to do that. They're going to need to do that again against this Houston team, which obviously is nowhere near as potent as Arizona. But as we talked about before, they're still a decent team. Again, they put a whooping forty points on the Chargers. I know they were missing a lot of guys due to COVID. But still, you can't look past anybody. This is still a game we need to have. And absolutely, when you look at all the playoff scenarios, look, we got to beat the Texans. Who cares what the Panthers do in New Orleans? Yes, we're cheering for Carolina, but we got to be Houston first. If we don't beat Houston, I'll be honest with you, we don't deserve to make the playoffs. Like, I don't even care about Week 18. We don't deserve to make the playoffs. That's fine with that. You got to take care of business here. and Get this win. I don't care how you do it. Get it. Move on to the next but I don't know, man. There's a lot of different aspects here, but this is um, it's gonna be interesting. I know, I know how our how our fan base is. If Trey Lance does well, I know we're not gonna hear the end of it. We're not gonna go crazy. I don't want to gas him up so much because Trey Lance hasn't even gotten started yet. <laughs> like he hasn't even started like a full season as a starter. I don't want to gas him up too much. I'm just excited to see him play because Trey Lance has so much more to offer. You know what I'm saying? Of like athletic-wise. Oh, yeah. You know, is his physical attributes. We all know that. But on top of that, he's a good. He's just you, you. see the way he talks to the media and the kind of guy he is. You know, he he just seems like this is why John Lynch College and they they've also said it multiple times. We really like talking to Trey Lance and how you know mature and professional he is. That part I like about him too. But we'll see, man. I mean, this is this a little different. It's easier to get excited. You know, Trey Lance is not. Nick Mullins. He's not CJ Bethard. He's not Brian Hoyer. He's a little different. But again, we don't really know much about Trey Lance. We haven't seen the guy touch the field since his last start. Now we're going to get a chance to see him, assuming Garoppolo is a 100% out of this game, which we will know tomorrow. And um, to round this episode out, going through some of the injuries here Aziz Al Shire will miss. The next two weeks, that's a tough blow for this Niners Brutal. defense. But hopefully, if the Niners are able to get into the playoffs, we will get him back for the wild card weekend. That was a really tough loss there. Dre Greenlaw is a hard maybe to play on Sunday against the Texans. We'll see there. Manuel Mosley, I would say week eighteen, a hard maybe, maybe wild card weekend if the Niners get there. Um, Elijah Mitchell questionable this week. We'll see how the rest of the week goes from there. Um, I do not think I'm missing anyone else. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo is the other one obviously we'll know the full status of that come this week but other than that you know we'll see what happens this week so the niners for playoff scenarios the niners will need to win out if the niners beat the texans and the rams they are in the playoffs for this coming week they need a win over the texans and then a saints loss to carolina on sunday they are in the playoffs. The 49ers will not make the playoffs if they finish in a three way tie at nine and eight with the Eagles and Saints. The Eagles and Saints would get in over the Niners. So, still a lot to sort out here. But again, let's take care of business. Whether we clinch or not, beat the Houston Texans. That should be the only thing on the 49ers' mind. Chevy, final thoughts.
1: Contain Rex Burkhead and Davis Mills. And if you can do that, then, you know, even if Trey Lance doesn't necessarily have his best game. You can trust the Niners weapons that we will be able to put up points and we will get a win out. And, you know, hopefully we'll be competing in week 18 against the Rams for a playoff spot.
0: Absolutely. Get the ball into your into your playmakers hands. Get Debo Samuel involved. Get George. I know Debo was gassed. I don't blame him. He put on a show in that Titans game really all year long. And I'm glad that was a Thursday night game. So Debo now gets some time to rest up for this Houston game. I'm glad he has that opportunity to rest up. Debo also, I believe, if that is correct, he had a kid. Congratulations, Debo Samuel. It's been a hell of a 2021 for him. Deserves all the credit in the world. But get the ball to Debo. Get the ball to George. Get the ball to your playmakers. And just let Trey Lance do his thing. Let's not put too much pressure on him. I trust Kyle Shanahan. Get him going in the run game. I don't really like as much as the Arizona game. But definitely get him some, some runs. Absolutely get him some runs. But try and get this offense flowing in, a, in all phases. And this defense, get stops, man. Nick Bosa, I'm looking at you. Do your thing. Harass Davis Mills. Make it a living hell for him. Force some turnovers. Let's take care of business and get this dub. And, yes, Carolina. Come on, man. Cam, Cam used to be my guy. He's looked awful this year. The Panthers have looked awful this year. But, hey, man, if you need a win for pride... Cam, I know you want to at least get one. If you want to do it this week, this would be awesome if you can get it this week. But that might be asking a lot. Let's take care of business against Houston, and we'll talk next week and see where the Niners are at there. Or if things aren't go south, we'll talk a little bit about that. But hopefully things go well. The Niners take care of business against Houston, and things are looking good heading into Week 18. That'll do from this episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Keep it locked. Stay tuned. Got a lot more Niner content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. That's a wrap for this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. And give us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a follow there because we got a lot more Niners content coming your way.